Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Please be seated. <laughs> Thank you. Ah. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. You have entered. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Is there anyone that has been enjoying camp meeting apart from you? Amen. Praise the Lord. You, you know, I, I like to respect um, my elders, but, but yesterday I had a small argument with Rev. He said, um, thank you for sacrificing so much to be at camp meeting. I said, sir, it's a privilege and an honor, not a sacrifice. He said, no, it's a sacrifice. Well, on his side it is. On my side is still a privilege and a great honor. Thank you so much, sir. Amen. Thank you so much for camp meeting again and again. Uh, first, for obeying God to put together this meeting for us to be blessed always. Amen. For me, um, camp meeting is like um, a springboard that usher me into the new year. Usually after camp meeting, I know, okay, we have closed the year meeting-wise. Amen. I just pick direction from here and get ready for great days. So it's, it's usually very significant to me. Praise God. And as I was hearing different people share their testimonies about camp meeting, I just advised myself that I won't follow their path. Amen. Because if I do... I will not teach. <laughs> and I've come to teach. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. But I sincerely come meeting is every year, not just one year, every year is a turning point in my life. Sincerely, it's a turning point in my life. Now, I just said I won't share a testimony, but there's this one I will share. Amen. You've started laughing at me now. <laughs> Amen. Uh, during camp meeting 2018, camp meeting 2018 was such a blessing. So I left back rejoicing, thanking God for the so many things. You know, usually if you think well, you will thank well. Is that not so? Uh, a thoughtful man is a grateful man. If you find yourself complaining in life, that means you have stopped thinking. Are you with me? If you think well, you can't help but think well. That's, that's just the normal thing that follows right thinking. You just keep thanking God, keep thanking God. So after camp meeting, I started thanking God for camp meeting. I, I think that was Monday. So as I started, I enjoyed myself. But towards the evening of Monday, I began to have an unfeeling, easy feeling. So I began to pray. What does this mean, you know? I wasn't comfortable at all. So much that I couldn't eat. The burden extended to the second day. By the second day, as I began to pray about this feeling, uh-uh, this is after camp meeting. I should be rejoicing and excited, but I'm not. But this second day, as I began to pray, it, it, the feeling even became worse. I began to feel like I was not born again. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, I've not started teaching, though. I'm greeting. Amen. Don't take it as part of the teaching. Hallelujah. Now, let me say something to you. If, if you are born again, amen, as a child of God, and you begin to have such feeling, it does not mean you have committed the unpardonable sin. It doesn't mean there is something you have done wrong. It simply means there is someone God will want you to reach. First, in the place of prayer, and it could be more than that, but primarily, amen, when, when you begin to carry a burden you don't understand, that means God is um, having you stand in the gap for somebody else. So I continued in prayer. Second day, amen, I, I barely rested some few hours, my wife said, what will you eat? I said, with what I'm going through. We don't think food. The third day, I continued prayer. And this third day, I, now, I need to explain this so that you understand. 
I was feeling like committing suicide. Now, not me. Do you understand? I was having a feeling of somebody's burden feeling like committing suicide. So I groaned and prayed, groaned and prayed. Hallelujah. Then the answer came. Amen. Hallelujah. The answer came. And I understood it was uh, just one small book God will have me write um, things to know about life. And to the glory of God, that, that is um, the easiest book I've ever written. Wrote all in four days. Amen. Now, why is that so much a blessing to me? Within six months of its release. Six months. That is, uh, if you follow the story, this was 2018. After camp meeting, it was released January 2019. So six months, that means by June. Hallelujah. We have so many testimonies of people that read the book and got born again. And I was counting as of that six months, the ones that reached me, 35 persons said they were about to commit suicide when the book was given to them. They read, they got saved, they spoke in tongues. At least two of them are in my church till now. Glory, hallelujah. Now, uh, that is a ripple effect of calm meeting. I'm sure you understand ripple effect. Like you throw stone in water, there will be ripple effect. And as I said that, I, I just speak in my spirit. This calm meeting, 2022, will have ripple effects. Ripple effects. Long after the meeting is over, we will keep testifying again and again. Our children will thank us for being here. Our grandchildren, if Jesus tarry, will thank us for being here. This, this camp meeting is said for generational impact. Generational impact. Beyond what we are seeing. I'm not making light of the things we see here. Praise God. Not at all. I don't make light of them. But generational impact. God is setting us up for that. Amen. Now, that was June 2019, and sincerely, that was when I stopped counting. From then, it has multiplied. Multiplied. In fact, now we have the book in five languages. Amen. And still counting. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All thanks to God and to Rev for obeying God to put together a meeting. Thank you so much, sir. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. So I hope with these few words I've convinced Rev that it's not a sacrifice. <laughs> it's a delight. People of God, if you are glad we have come meeting, can we celebrate God's apostle to us? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, sir. Thank you for being God. Amen. Hallelujah. And Dr. Nugwa, thank you so much. Praise the Lord. Amen. I was not sent to do this, but I'm doing it on my own. Thank you for marrying Rev. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be see that when you see a man's life getting better by the day, there's a right seed planted in his life by God. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I'm glad um, you are there. Praise God. Thank you, sir. Actually, my wife said I should greet Dr. Nogwa first, then Rev and every other person. <laughs> Amen. I'm just reporting. She said, yes, I've missed Rev. I'm quoting, I've missed Rev, but I've met Rev like two or three times this year. But Dr. Nogwa, please greet her specially for me. I'll try and do that special one later on. <laughs> Glory, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and to say I've been richly blessed all through the sessions is just stating the obvious. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yesterday when Reverend Mosey was taking us through the leadership session, wow. <laughs> My wife said, how was um, the leadership session? She said, I saw it's Reverend Mosey, but I couldn't connect. I said, wow, we are blessed inside out. So I want to give you her comment, and it's just true. He said, 
as usual, like play play, and he was choking the word in every direction. I said, perfectly, just like play play, and it's happening. Amen. Thank you, sir. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Reverend Gumbok, thank you for being a mighty blessing always. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, thank you. I, I always like to boast with his name. When I meet people coming from Jesus, I say, ah, there's one man of God. I'd say, ah, it's my brother. When you see him, tell him you are from me. Amen. Thank you, sir. Amen. General Philip and the wife, is such a privilege to enjoy fellowship with you and be seated beside you. Hallelujah. Thank you, sir. I'm glad to know you as half-caste. Amen. You know, yesterday he was telling me he's half-caste. And I, I cast my eyes halfway again at him. Say, ah, uh-uh, this half-caste. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Pastor D, thank you for being sensitive to the spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, uh, you know these testimonies, uh, we, we keep hearing, I was in need. Pastor Duke just sent the right amount, right time. I was in need. Send the right amount, right time. Just, just left me with a message. That's not what I'm talking about today. Left me with a message. When you learn to be led by the spirit of God, you become God's walking answer on earth. Amen. God's walking answer. God is ever looking for people he will use as answers to billions on earth. Amen. And as we yield to the spirit, we become walking answers. Walking answers. And I pray that many more of us will be walking answers in the name of Jesus. Walking answers in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Acts chapter 13, um, verse 42. Thank you. Acts 13, verse 42, um, 43, from where we have our text scripture. Now, sorry. Okay, you've gone to 43. Let me read from verse 42. And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Now when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. Glory, hallelujah. Persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. Hallelujah. Continuing in God's grace, which is what we are learning in this camp meeting. Praise God. Help me welcome Reverend Tokula. Amen. You're welcome, sir. Hallelujah. Now, if we just read this, uh, continuing God's grace in a few translations, we just see some other things. Message, please. Message translation. Thank you. As the meeting broke up, a good company broke up. A good many Jews and converts to Judaism went along with Paul and Barnabas, who urged them in long conversations to what stick with what they had started, which is what living in and by God's grace. Hallelujah! Stick with what they had started. This is what. Living in and by God's grace. Hallelujah. Now, to, to, me, to me, this is interesting because we started our salvation by God's grace. Amen. It has to be sustained by God's grace and brought to completion how? By God's grace. Hallelujah. Stick to what they had started. This is living in and by God's grace. Our salvation is by grace, isn't it? This is how it all started. Now go with me to Galatians chapter 3 from verse 1. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 
He said, oh foolish Galatians. Well, thank God I'm a Nigerian, not a Galatian. <laughs> oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. Now, what is he calling obedience to the truth? He said in verse 2, This only will I learn of you. Receive ye the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Of course, we receive how? By the hearing of faith. That's, that's what he's call, calling obeying the truth. Now, next verse down. Amen. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are ye now made perfect by the flesh? Hallelujah. Begun in the spirit. Now, I, I want us to match these two things. Remember, in Acts chapter 13, where we read, he said, just the way you have started living by grace, you should continue in the same. Is that not so? We started living by grace. And in Galatians here, he said, we began in the spirit. We began in the spirit. Hallelujah. That means living by grace is flowing with the spirit of God. Say amen. Living by grace is simply what? Flowing with the spirit of God. Maximizing the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Maximizing the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Began in the spirit. How? By grace. He said, are you now made perfect by the flesh? <laughs> Praise God. I hope nobody gets offended with what I'm going to say next. Living by grace, he called it what? Beginning in the spirit. Then he said, are you now made perfect by the flesh? That gives us another definition. A deviation from grace is walking in the flesh. Say amen, please, if you are with me. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I heard Rev yesterday saying, uh, some of us demand amen. You will be here with me, amen? Because I will demand amen. Say amen. amen. Even as I'm saying it, I'm still demanding amen. Say amen. amen. So... <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, living, living by grace is walking in the spirit. And a deviation from grace, anyhow you turn it, is walking in the flesh. Glory, hallelujah. Amen. A grace-sponsored life is a spirit-led life. Amen. A grace-sponsored life is a spirit-led life. Hallelujah. Remember that the Holy Spirit is known as the Spirit of Grace. Is that not so? The Holy Spirit is who? The Spirit of Grace. Hallelujah. So if I follow the ways of the Spirit, I'll be walking in grace. Standing in grace. And continuing in grace. Say amen. Hallelujah. Conversely, uh, I just want to match some few things to us. Conversely, it also means if I am continuing in grace, I'm walking in the spirit. Hallelujah. If I'm continuing in grace, I am what? Walking in the spirit. Amen. I'm searching my heart. Let me go there. Galatians chapter 5. I pray I come out speedily. Galatians 5. You know, if, you read, if we read verse 16, one of these scriptures that was such a challenge to me as a young believer growing up. Amen. And I made up my mind, anything that challenged me for so long, anytime I find the answer, I will tell everyone that cares to know. Galatians 5, 
Verse 16 says, Thank you. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not what? Fulfill the lust of the flesh. Hallelujah. Walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You know, one of the challenges I, <laughs> I had growing up as a believer is to understand this phrase, walk in the spirit. What does it mean to walk in the spirit? You know, I had many people that tell us what walking in the spirit is not. But I did not know what it is to walk in the spirit. Hallelujah. I had many said, see, walking in the spirit does not mean you should frown your face. Amen. You know, some people think very abstract. They, they become mystical when you say walk in the spirit. Um, um. All right, I, I, I have a good illustration to that, amen? We are visiting a family one time. About six of us, brothers in the same church, visited a family. Uh, the husband and wife will have us come pray over their new house. So we did. And they serve us bottled drink, uh, the popular one then, seven up. Then we all took the drink. And um, when, after we left that place, a brother said, did you notice that I was the last to finish taking the drink? So I didn't even notice until he said it. He said, well, while you people were drinking, I was busy casting out the demons in that drink. He said, because as soon as I opened it, I realized there were seven demons in seven up. <laughs> and so he was busy casting them out. Hallelujah. Now, now, that's the challenge with many believers. We think that to walk in the spirit means to be spooky. Now, I don't know, I don't know if this expression is English language, but I will just say it that, that way. Amen. Spookism is not spirituality. Amen. Uh, being spooky does not make you spiritual. In fact, uh, one experience I've noticed, one thing I've noticed is that when you're around spiritual people, eh, they appear so natural that you won't know they are spiritual. They joke freely, they eat granite freely, peanuts, they pinch people, hallelujah. Amen? Because uh, that does not stop you from being in the spirit. Say amen. Now, so quickly, I, I, I want to define this and, and go back to the heart of what I came to address this morning. He said, but this I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. An average believer reads this verse in the reverse. Stop fulfilling the lust of the flesh so you can walk in the spirit. Amen. Now, the truth is, you cannot stop fulfilling the lust of the flesh by human strength. Say amen, please. Hallelujah. I want to say something. Change in this kingdom is not by willpower, it's by word power. Are you with me? It's not by willpower, it's by what? Word power. I will never do it again. I will never do it again. Then you are doing it much more. Hallelujah. It's not just what you will. It's what the word has produced in us. Say amen. So uh, rather than making much effort to stop the work of the flesh. He said walk in the spirit. You will not fulfill the loss of the flesh. Hallelujah. In other words put on the light and there will be no more darkness. Say amen. Please help me with amen. amen. So, what does it mean to walk in the spirit? I, I will give us three possible definitions from this verse. And after that, I will go on explaining what I came to do. See, what does it mean to walk in the spirit? This is King James Version. Amen. Let's read New Living Translation. It will shed a little bit more light on this. This I say then walk in the spirit. New Living Translation, please. Thank you. Amen. Alright, let's read if you don't mind. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. 
then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Say amen if you read that. Yeah. Right, so, if, if we are comparing translation, to walk in the spirit simply means to be guided by the spirit. Be led by the spirit. Walk in grace. Say amen. Be guided by the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Let the Holy Spirit lead your life. Let the Holy Spirit guide your life. Now, if, if you check some other translation, you find out it's consistent. Amplified says, yes. Amplified translation of the same. But I say, walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Responsive to and controlled and guided by the spirits. Then you will certainly not gratify the cravings and desires of the flesh. Say amen. It means God's solution to the works of the flesh is what? The spirit led life. Thank you for one amen. I say God's solution to the works of the flesh is what? The spirit led life. So, if I am led by the Spirit, I will avoid the works of the flesh. Say amen. Now, um, look at verse 25. The same Galatians, King James again. King James says, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. In the spirit. New Living Translation presents it. So what does it mean this walk in the spirit? See the same thought. Since we are living by the spirit. Let us what? Follow the spirit's leading. In every part of our lives. Praise the Lord child of God. And so to walk in the spirit simply means. Be led by the spirit. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. Hallelujah. Let the Holy Spirit guide your life. Let the Holy Spirit guide your life. Hallelujah. Let the Holy Spirit guide your life. Say amen. Now look at verse 24. I'm still explaining the same thing. Verse 24. King James now. King James. So he said, And they that are Christ. Do you belong to Christ? Say I belong to Christ. Say it again. Now, he said, we that are Christ, we have changed now. We that are Christ have crucified the flesh. With the affections and the lust thereof. Hallelujah. It is not what we are going to do. We have done it. Amen. We are crucified with Christ. That means when Jesus died, we died. Are you with me? He said, we have crucified the flesh, therefore be led by the spirit. Now, this crucifixion, the death of Christ, is manifestation of grace. Is that not so? What Jesus did for us in his death, that is grace. So, it's the explanation of this grace he's giving to us that he said, be led by the spirit. Amen. I say amen, please. And so, what I'm trying to explain in simple terms is that Grace consciousness is spirit-led life. Amen? Grace consciousness is spirit-led life. Hallelujah. You know, the truth is that many times as believers, we are unconsciously led by the Spirit. Are you with me? Many times. We, we are unconsciously led by the Spirit so much that um, we don't even know that, ah, it's by the leading of the Spirit I'm doing this. But let me put it to you in simple ways. See, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of grace. So anytime you respond to grace, you are responding to the leading of the Spirit. Anytime. Anytime you respond to grace, you are responding to what? The leading of of the spirit. Hallelujah. So if you talk grace. You are being led by the spirit. You think grace. You are being led by the spirit. You act in response to grace. You are being led by the spirit of God. Hallelujah. 
There are times that the Holy Spirit speaks to us. Specifically, you hear a voice saying to you, or you see a vision. Glory, hallelujah. But most times, the commonest way he leads us is by the inward witness. And I'm telling you, one way in which this shows up is what? Grace consciousness. Say amen, please. Psalm 23, verse 3. Hallelujah. Psalm 23 and verse 3. All right. Beautiful. Thank you. He restored my soul. Talking about the Lord. Now see the second part. He leaded me. He leaded me. How does he lead us? In parts of righteousness for his namesake. Amen. In parts of righteousness for his name's sake. Now, remember, this is talking about God. Is that not so? And God cannot lead us the way of self-righteousness. Am I, am I talking here? Amen. There is God's righteousness. There is man's righteousness. So when he says he leads us in part of righteousness, is his righteousness. Amen. So we can read this. He leads me in the part of his righteousness for his name's sake. Which one person is with me in the house? Say amen. In what way does God lead us? In the way of his righteousness. He leads me in the way of his righteousness. God leads me in the way of what? His righteousness. Now, how did we receive God's righteousness? By grace. Is that not so? Mm -mm. Just talking to myself today. Are you with me? Thank you. Galatians chapter 2, verse 21. He, He leads me in the way of righteousness. Hallelujah. Lord is my help. Amen. You know, somewhere in my mind, I'm in a hurry to leave this. I say something else, but there's no need being in a hurry. Let me just stay by it small. He said, Paul said, I do not frustrate the grace of God. How do we frustrate the grace of God now? He said, for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Hallelujah. Now, uh, sin cannot frustrate grace. Is that not so? I do not frustrate the grace of God. He did not say, if I keep sinning, I'll be frustrating grace. He defined, how is grace frustrated? If righteousness come by law, then Christ is dead in vain. Now, we know that Christ did not die in vain. So, righteousness does not come by law. Amen? How does righteousness come? By the death of Jesus. Say amen, please. Righteousness comes how? By the death of Jesus. So, Uh, grace brings to us God's righteousness through the death of Jesus. Hallelujah. Grace brings to us what? God's righteousness through the death of Jesus. That means anytime I think of righteousness, hello, two things should come to my mind, the death of Jesus and grace. Amen. Amen. The death of Jesus and grace. Not my works. The death of Jesus and grace. When I think about God's righteousness, what should come to my mind? And grace. Thank you. So with that understanding, I want us to go back to Psalm 23, verse 3. Maybe you, you better understand what I'm saying now. Psalm 23, 3. Yes. He restored my soul. He leaded me in path of righteousness. What comes to our mind now? The death of Jesus and grace. That means God leads me to develop a consciousness of grace and the consciousness of the death of Jesus. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Therefore, grace consciousness in itself is a spirit-led life. Hallelujah. Grace consciousness in itself is what? The spirit-led life. So can I say something, if you permit me? 
Anything that separates you from grace will disconnect you from the workings of the Spirit. Anything. He's the Spirit of grace. The dispensation of grace is called dispensation of the Holy Spirit. Anything, anything that separates you from grace will separate you from the workings of the Spirit. So, uh, when the Spirit of God through Paul charge us to continue in grace, he's saying continue in the ways of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Continue in grace. You know, as I was thinking about this, um, this statement, continue in grace, you know, that verse said, Paul and Barnabas persuaded them to continue in grace. The picture that came to my mind uh, is that Paul and Barnabas became grace marketers. Have you seen marketers sell things to you? That they talk you into buying what you don't know what to do with it. Amen. I'm sure you've seen some marketers like that, isn't it? You really don't know what to do with it, but the way they talk convince you <laughs> to buy. Praise God. As a praise God. One day I bought a phone charger. We were traveling with my wife, stopped over to buy fuel, and somebody was just busy advertising his phone charger. I, I didn't need phone charger, I already have. But the way he talked, I just bought it too. So my wife said, is, is your phone charger faulty? No. Why did you buy it? I said, I guess I was paying for his talk. Not really the charger. Because, mm, praise the Lord, the talk was so good, I said, please take, take money and leave me. Amen? Now, that's the interesting thing about marketers. They paint the importance of what they are presenting to you so much that you are willing to buy. Say amen. Say amen, please, if you uh, so, so the picture I have in mind is uh, one of the things that will help us to continue in grace is for us to be uh, obsessed with the importance of grace. Amen. Get, get obsessed with it. Of what use is this grace we are talking about? Is it just a message? No, it's the message. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What will it change in my life? Everything. And I'm saying to us here that there is no leading of the spirit outside of grace. Are you with me? There is no work with God outside of grace. God is the God of grace. Hallelujah. God is the God of grace. In fact, uh, God impressed in my heart while somebody was ministering yesterday that, <laughs> let me say it this way. Hope, hope I get to talk it later in another session. There is no dealing of God with man outside of grace. Not at all. From the time Jesus came and died, everything God has to do with man passes through grace. So if God is speaking to you, it's through grace. Is that not so? God, if God is commanding you to do something, it's through grace. Hallelujah. Whatever God is doing in relation to man is through grace. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you. Which is able to build you. Able. That means God's ability is wrapped up in what? In the word of grace. Hallelujah. So if it is not grace, it is not God. Say amen, please. I say, if it is not grace, it is not God. I remember sometime this year, you know, this year we had some interesting thing that happened when a popular man of God came up and said that we should not tithe. You know, talked about non-tithing. Then uh, a, a lot of um, noise spread abroad. Well, I believe that was a persecution against the word of grace. Amen? A persecution against the truth. Uh, so <clears throat> some, some ministers came to see me. They were talking about the issue. So one of them asked me, he said, uh, Pastor Tendi, are you still teaching the word of grace? 
Now, I like to answer questions without questions. Amen. Help me welcome Reverend Namdi. Amen. You're welcome, sir. So, they asked me, are you still teaching the word of grace? I looked them to the face. I said, are you teaching the word of disgrace? <laughs> Praise the Lord. If it is not grace, it's what? Disgrace. Amen. Now, nothing should make you think twice about the word of grace. Grace is not a message. It's what? The message. Glory. Hallelujah. Is the message that God gave to us. Now, back to Galatians 5. I was explaining walk in the spirit. So, walk in the spirit is to be led by the spirit. And walk in the spirit, I said, is grace consciousness. Now, look at the same <clears throat> Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 says, King James now. This, I say then, walk in the spirit or be led by the spirit. Now, uh, I say then means he's continuing on a discussion, isn't it? I say then. What have you been saying that then? So for us to understand what he means by walk in the spirit, we have to back up a little and understand what he has been saying then. Praise the Lord. Verse 13, please. Please go with me briefly, verse 13. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Amen. This, this is a good definition of liberty, isn't it? You have been called to liberty. You, you know, some people think liberty is do anything you want, anyhow you want, anywhere and anyway. No, 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 no. He specified what is liberty? By love, serve one another. The freedom to serve others in love is true liberty. Say amen, please. The freedom to do what? Serve others in love is true liberty. Oh, in our place, we don't do it like this. But if it is to serve another person in love, you have the liberty to do it. Say amen, please. Hallelujah. Freedom to serve one another in love. That is true liberty. Now, <clears throat> so, I want you to notice, I, I'm taking verse 13, 14, 15, then it will help us know what he meant by walking the spirit in verse 16. If you agree, say hallelujah. hallelujah. If you are bored, say a yeah. A yeah. A yeah is not an English word, but... How do you say yeah in English? Somebody help me. Oh dear. Oh. I'm sorry. All right, permit me to use a yeah. I'm, I'm hearing something. Tell your neighbor, please, if you don't mind. Say neighbor. Your days of telling me a yeah are over forever. You will never have opportunity to tell me a yeah. Again in this life. All you'll be telling me. Is congratulations. Is congratulations. Ah, where they have pitied you. They will celebrate with you. I say where they have pitied you. They will celebrate with you. In the name of Jesus. Alright so look at verse 13 says. First. He said we've been called unto liberty. But only use not liberty as occasion of the flesh. But by love. Serve one another. So in verse 13, we know he's talking about love. Next verse, please. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. What is it fulfilling? Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Verse 14 is talking about love. Are you with me? Verse 13 is talking about what? Love. And verse 14 is talking about love. So we know in context, it's talking about love work, isn't it? Alright, then verse 15. What else? But if ye bind and devour one another, take ye that ye not be consumed one of another. So verse 15 is also talking about love work. If you agree, say I agree. So verse 13, he talked about love work. 14, love work. 15, love work. Then in verse 16, he said, This then I say, walk in the spirit. One person had me. What does that mean? To walk in the spirit simply means to walk in love. Walk in love. If you walk in love, you are led by the spirit. 
Hallelujah. If you walk in love, you are what? Led by the Spirit. Walk in love is walking in the Spirit. And I want to say something that the Lord said to me. I, I want to leave you to judge it. Amen. Thank God we have plenty of fathers here. Amen. <laughs> I've, I've always said, Rev, that anything I teach here is open to his correction. So immediately I come down, if he's wrong, sir, just ask it. Won't be offended at all. It's part of the reason I'm here, to learn better. Are you with me? But God said to me, oh my God, and that blessed me, that there is no leading of the spirit outside of love work. A step out of love work is a step out of the leading of the spirit. So I cannot say the spirit lead me to stop talking to Pastor Ralph. Uh, you, you know, these are some few statements. You don't get amen for making them. Praise the Lord. I should have advised myself not to make them. There is no leading of the spirit outside of love work. If you are led by the spirit, you are walking in love. If you are walking in love, you are led by the spirit. No leading of the spirit outside of love work. Two persons need proof. Let's look at a little proof. First John chapter 2, please. Verse 9. Amen. Um, let's read New King James, verse 9, 10, 11. First John 2, 9, 10, 11. New King James, thank you. No leading of the spirit outside of love world. Amen. He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in what? Darkness until now. Uh, you remember that light gives what? Direction, isn't it? Darkness brings confusion. Light gives direction. So we can say, he who says he's in divine direction, led by the spirit, and hates his brother, is in confusion till now. Hallelujah. Okay, verse 10. <laughs> verse 10, amen. He who loves his brother... Abides in light. Remember, light gives direction. In place of light, let's put direction there. Amen. He who loves his brother abides in divine direction. And there is no cause of stumbling in him. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. In other words, if you are in a crossroad, you are about to make a decision and you are not hearing any voice. If you take the love way, you are followed the leading of the spirit. Love way. Love way. Hallelujah. Is the leading of the spirit. Remember, God is love. God is what? So, if love leads you, then God has led you. To be led by God is to be led by love. There is no leading of the spirit of God outside of love work. Please help me with one amen if you are there. Verse 11. Verse 11, please. Quickly. Yes. But he who hates his brother is in darkness, confusion, and walks in darkness and does not go where nowhere he is going to. Yesterday, Reverend Moses said to us as a leader, the first thing is define where you are going to. Define where you are going to. And here he says, if you are not walking in love, you don't know where you are going to. That means there is no leadership without love work. Well, but pastor, what if, what if you, you have a vision telling you to stop talking to someone? A demon just showed you a television. Say with me, I'm spirit-filled, I am spirit-taught, I am spirit-led, I walk in love, and I enjoy the grace of God. Say it again, I'm spirit-filled, I'm spirit-taught, I'm spirit-led, I walk in love, and I enjoy the grace of God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! <laughs> I say hallelujah! 
anyone that hates his brother is in darkness. He's confused. He's confused. He's confused. And the Lord said to me, the reason many people confuse my voice is that they are not walking in love. If you walk in love, hey, okay, all right. I'm hearing a paraphrase in my heart. And I think this is good. Walking in love is spirit-led life made easy. Amen. I need to say that again, isn't it? Walking in love is spirit-led life made easy. Pastor, I don't know what to do to turn left or turn right. Walk in love. Choose the love way. The love way is the God way. Say amen. God is love. He gave his only begotten son. Jesus is love. He loved us enough to die for us. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of love. You remember Romans 5, 5? Says what? Okay, Romans 5, 5, please. Glory. Thank you, sir. Romans 5, 5. He said, now hope does not disappoint us. Why? Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Poured out. You know, I like the way it sounds in Old King James. Shed abroad. It sounds like you are going abroad. Amen? So if you want to go abroad, walk in love. You, you know, hallelujah. <laughs> you, you, know, you know, sincerely, you know, sincerely, at some time in ministration, we say some things jokingly. But I'm, I'm actually answering somebody. The key to your open door is walk in love. You have tried to move. Go abroad. It's not going. The love is shed abroad. You go abroad as you walk in love that is shed abroad in your heart. Say amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Now, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. That means, please, uh, preach along with me. If you are born again, that means what fills your heart? Thank you. Say it again. What fills your heart? Therefore, and we are taught here many times, learn to follow your heart. To follow your heart means to follow the love walk. Say amen, please. If you are walking in love, you are following your heart, you are being led by the spirit of love. Now, I like the way John presents it, that if you walk in love, you will not stumble. If you walk in love, you will not stumble. That means in Christ, there is a place where you can live without making a mistake. It's called love work. Ah. Are we communicating? Come on, are we communicating? See, walking in love will save your life. Walking in love. Will save your life. I remember December, December 2011. You know, we had just finished camp meeting, and Rev, Rev was supposed to minister in a church in Makodi, but for one reason or the other, he couldn't. He called me. He said, Manovo, can you go on my behalf? I said, Ah, sir, what a privilege. Just let him know I'm coming so that he won't look at me and say, No, it's not you I invite. <laughs> so I got there. We had the meeting. Probably Rev has forgotten. I still remember very well. You have forgotten, sir? Oh, you remember. Thank you. So, <clears throat> I went in company of two other brothers. Macaudi. Please listen to my brief story to help somebody. We had a nice meeting. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, when the president sends you, you are treated like Mr. President, isn't it? So, I had good treatment. So, but I was returning. I had finished the session assigned to Rev. Then was Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday morning, Tuesday evening, then Wednesday morning. So after Wednesday morning, I was heading to Zaria. Amen. As of 2011, I mean, the, the roads are very free. I remember then we could just leave Boko 12 o'clock, and by 6 we were in Zaria. But now, praise the Lord. Things are getting better. Say amen. Amen. We speak what we believe. Things are getting better. Say amen. Now, so we left Makodi. I had called them in church in Zaria, that um, I, I will be in church this evening. 
Tell Pastor Anointed, tell the church, I'll come in and teach. So they were expecting me. We started out the journey. Just before we leave, a sister was coming to Abuja and asked if she could follow in our car. Remember, it's myself, two other brothers, then this sister. I said, why not? Join. No problem. I asked the host, can she follow us? He said, yes. So we took off. We're coming to Zaria. Praise the Lord. Um, so as we approach Kefi, if you understand that road network, usually from Makodi to Zaria is faster if you go through Kwei, that is in southern Kaduna, Kachia, then Kaduna. The other option is to go through Abuja, which is a longer route. But I mean, Kefi is faster and shorter. So I said to the sister ahead of time, sorry, we'll leave you at Kefi. She said, ah, at Kefi, sir, you've done more than enough. I will just move a little. She was living in Nyanya. Get to Nyanya and that is done. Are you with me? Now, remember, I was hurrying to catch up with church service, which is a very noble thing. Is that not true? They asked a brother, how many wives? They asked a little child, how many wives has your father? He said, two. Say, your father, pastor, has two wives? He said, yes. Who are they? He said, number one, the church. Number two, my mother. That's not good. But you know, the pastor, the way we love to be in our church is for every service. So, as we approach Kefi, I have told that we'll drop her at Kefi. I began to have a check in my heart. Now, this is the thought that came to my heart. Amen. Thoughts, I'm making a statement. Thoughts of walking in love are spirit-led instructions. Thoughts of walking in love are spirit-led instructions or spirit-directed instructions. So, when a thought comes to your heart to walk in love towards another, the Holy Spirit is leading you. Don't seek any further confirmation. So, the thought coming to my heart at that time, we left Akwanga heading to Kefi, that how comes three of you brothers would drop a sister by Kefi? Is it not better to take her to Nyanya? I say, okay. If we are taking her to Nyanya, that means I'll have to go through Abuja because it won't be wise to go to Nyanya and start turning back again. I say, okay, no problem. Ah, he was the one driving, Pastor Bali. Man, he's here. He remember the story. Help me appreciate Pastor Bali, man. So, so I, as we got to Kefi, he said, sir, can we drop her? And I said, no, take her to Nyanya. Let's, let's take her home. He said, but sir, remember Abuja will be traffic heavy. I said, well, the signal I'm picking in my heart is to get her home. So Abuja should be traffic free. Just as we reached where we drop her in Yanya, we saw heavy traffic. Hi. I said, I didn't say out loud so that they wouldn't think man of God, no, they hear God. I said in my mind, that means I miss God. We shouldn't have come this way. But remember I said to you, thoughts of walking in love are what? Spirit-led instructions. So, as we drop her, I now thought about, okay, let's go back and take our Kefi Road, sorry, um, Southern Kaduna Road. Quay, after all, we have lost like 45 minutes. Let's just take that route. So, we drop her, turn back. Um, we just left Kefi, like a 30 minutes drive heading towards, no, 15 minutes drive heading towards Quay now, when they wave us down. And we stopped. What is it? That armed robbers have been operating few kilometers away from where we are for the past one hour. If, if we had dropped the sister at Kefi, hurrying in, we will rush into the hands of armed robbers. Walking in love will save your life. Oh, that's, that's all I want to say at this junction. Walking in love will save your life. Child of God, when you don't know what to do, whether right or left, please choose the love way. Listen, you never lose by walking in love. Now, now you need to forgive me. I have not touched what I came to share, but I hope I've touched your heart. Amen. You never lose by what? Walking in love. So we stayed there. It was barely five minutes when vehicles started passing that they have left. God didn't want us to waste time. Amen. So we gain. 
We drop the sister, which is again. Then, then she say, hey, sir, this is touching. You sacrifice your whole journey to drop us. I said, hmm. <laughs> because when she was saying it, even me, I was feeling, I have missed it. In my mind, I was saying, it's not about you. I just follow my heart. Hmm. And I was feeling, we have missed. Now, the sister was blessed. Amen. We were blessed. We missed armed robbery operation. Say amen. By the time we continued our journey, uh, uh, you know, we now got to Quay. It was to seven. I, I just had a good feeling that we should sleep in Quay. I don't know anybody. So we lodged in a hotel in Quay. Amen. I called them in Zaria. Take care of service. We are coming. Now, see the part B of the testimony that blessed me. By lodging there, the two brothers with me preached to all the staff in that hotel. All of them got born again and started speaking in tongues. Including, including the gate man, the security man. He, he got drunk in alcohol when he came. So, and he got drunk in the Holy Ghost. So he was speaking in tongues with man smelling alcohol. Amen. <laughs> this hotel, they had something very interesting. They said, by 10.30 p.m., they will put off their generator. We pleaded with them to stay longer. We said, no, 10.30. Then by 10.15... The man that was supposed to put up generator was filled with the Holy Ghost. And he spoke in tongues until one o'clock. So power supply stays steady. In other words, we gain in every aspect. We gain and gain again. When you walk in love, you will win and win again. You will gain and gain again. Somebody shout an amen. Shout another amen. Say, I walk in love and I'm led by the Spirit. Okay, I am led by the Spirit and I walk in love. You'll find out that you cannot separate great consciousness from love work. Grace is actually an expression of love. For God so loved the world that he gave. Hallelujah. And so... If we are responding to the grace of God, we will find ourselves walking in love towards others. Somebody say an amen. amen. Oh, praise God. Walking in love will save your life. Walking in love will save your life. I'll say it again. Walking in love will save your life. I heard Kenneth Hagin said this many years ago. He said, as of the time he was saying, he said, it's over 50 years I've been living in divine health. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, it's, it's no news to us again. Rev is here, he's been living in health. I've never come for any camp meeting and they say, let's pray for our Jew. He has health challenge. Whatever will challenge his health has been challenged. Amen. On the cross of Calvary. Now, but Hagen said, it's over 50 years I have been living in health. Then he added this. He said, many times when we share testimonies like this, people just hear one side of the story. Because we don't have enough time to share all. He said, but the other part that people don't know about this divine health is that, listen now, don't miss this please. He said, God is my witness. That's Kenneth Hagin speaking. So God is my witness. I am not exaggerating, but I've lived my life 99.99% walking in love. 99.99% walking in love. So he added, if you want to live in health, walk in love. God, the healer, is God of love. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. If you want to enjoy divine health, what should you do? Walk in love. If your health is failing, I'm still quoting him. If your health is failing, you have confessed, you have broken bread, you have done many things you know to do. Symptom sins persisting. Check your love work. You know why? Walking in love will save your life. 
Walking in love will save your life. Oh, but, but pastor, what if... <laughs> Praise God. As I'm, as I'm talking, if you have a health challenge, you receive your healing. As I'm talking, I just picked it in my heart. Pastor, what, what if I've not been walking in love? Does that mean I'll have to pay for it by being sick? No! No! Being sick cannot pay for your sin. Jesus has paid for it. But you see, faith walketh by love. The faith that receives this healing walks by love. Listen, it's just a slight adjustment. And answers will start coming. Slight adjustment. As I'm talking now, someone is hurting you, just say, Lord, I forgive. That's all. And things will get in place. Are you with me? I say, are you with me? You know, one time, I noticed, now that may not be news to some people, but it's news to me. I noticed that it's seven days consistently, that's one week, and money has not entered my account. Now, I mean money now, not money. You understand? But money we are entering, but money did not enter my account. Now, you know the difference now. Money and money. But money had not entered my account. Uh -uh. So, I I began to pray in the Holy Ghost and search my heart that this thing is not normal. How come? How, how How come money will not enter my account? This thing is not normal. Praise the Lord. And so as, as I was praying, as I was praying, the Holy Ghost impressed in my heart how a brother was offended at me. Now, I didn't even know he was offended. I, I just knew, I just, he's a man of God, he's a pastor. I just made a mental note that, well, the way this man is doing his thing, I won't go to his church to minister. He should just do his own thing and I do my own. Praise the Lord. Now, what's wrong with that is that the decision was not made based on love. I was reacting to what he has done to me. Ah. So when that thought came to me, ooh, immediately I picked my phone and called him. He wasn't picking. Well, I gave benefit of doubt that maybe he's praying or somewhere. I sent text message and sent what? No answer. When I waited for six hours, I've not heard from him. I said, no, no, no. This one is not prayer now. What are you praying for this long? Something is missing. Amen. So I sent him airtime and I sent a little amount of money, just 5,000 naira, to his account. Then he flashed me. <laughs> then I called him. I'm not exaggerating now. Then I called him. So, so we talked. He now said, uh, He said, I said, I saw a missed call from you. He said, Yes, I flashed to say thank you for. The seed you have sent. I said, Oh, you have received. He said, Yes, thank you. I, I said, I hope I I hope there was not. He said, Sincerely, I was angry with you, but this you have done. God is my witness. 30 minutes after this conversation, money started running in. Not money now, money. Walking in love will save your life. Walking in love will improve your account. Walking in love will improve your life. Walking in love is spirit-led life. Walking in love is grace consciousness. Thank you. God bless you.